Old Glory Flies in Havana, This is the World. I'm Marco Werman. America's top diplomat was in Cuba today, raising the flag above the newly reopened U.S. Embassy. John Kerry had this message for both Americans and Cubans. Time to unfurl our flags, raise them up, and let the world know we wish each other well. Meanwhile, elsewhere in Cuba, fears of a new kind of radicalization among the inmates at Guantanamo. American intelligence that was once trying to figure out if they were Al-Qaeda and what they were at Al-Qaeda have moved on to trying to figure out what they think in their hearts about ISIS, the organization they've learned about at Guantanamo. Plus, how those 33 Chilean miners are doing five years after their harrowing ordeal. That's all coming up today on The World. Support for PRI's The World comes from Lumosity, offering a 10-minute fit test to challenge memory, attention, and problem-solving, with brain games to calculate baseline scores and build a personalized brain training program. Performance can be compared to global averages. Learn more at Lumosity.com. I'm Marco Werman, and you're listening to The World. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise for the raising of the flag and the national anthem of the United States. That was the flag-raising ceremony today at the newly reopened U.S. Embassy in Havana. Secretary of State John Kerry was there to preside over the historic event, so it is official. The Stars and Stripes are once again flying in Havana more than a half-century after they were last lowered there. My BBC colleague Will Grant was at the embassy today. It was really uh, celebratory. There were well-wishers and onlookers who kind of gathered around the outside, an interesting mixture, I think, of tourists, many from the U.S., and ordinary Cubans who'd come down because they wanted to capture a glimpse of this little slice of history unfolding. Talk of turning the page, of being neighbors, not enemies was the the line that John Kerry used. He himself, you could tell, was feeling very proud to be the Secretary of State, the first one to come to the island since 1945. So it was definitely a, a, a unique moment. Yeah, and symbolically, there was a link back to the day when the flag came down. The, the new flag today was presented by the same three Marines who lowered it back in 1961, right? That's right. Larry Morris, Jim Tracy and Mike East, the three then young Marines who brought it down uh, in 1961, who brought down the Stars and Stripes, were here now in their 70s to hand it over to their 2015 counterparts to watch them re-raise the flag, which is now fluttering in front of me. What do you think the ceremony and this moment actually mean for Cuban-U.S. relations? There are lots of matters between them that still stand. The U.S. economic embargo, Guantanamo Bay, the role of dissidents, the role of political opposition, uh, increased access to the Internet, human rights issues. There are many, many things that these two nations don't see eye to eye on, nor probably ever will. But what this now means and what the Cuban embassy in Washington, D.C. now means is that they can now have a serious and comprehensive and a proper discussion about it as like to like embassies rather than through back channels or with bickering or with diplomatic steps that are retrograde. All the sorts of things that typified the past, hopefully from their point of view, have now been consigned to the past. 
Well, despite the Americans feeling this kind of sense of pride and slight sense of giddiness, that's apparently not what Fidel Castro seems to be feeling. I gather he published a critical letter yesterday that makes no mention of the reopening of the U.S. embassy. No, it didn't. And he's not likely to, I think, uh, for the time being. The, the only time he mentioned this process was in a letter a good few months after the December announcement, in which he said he didn't trust the Americans, nor had he exchanged a single word with them, but that he did essentially give his tacit approval to uh, taking peaceful steps. Now, I think that is uh, something that he did to create clear distance between what he did when he was in power and what Raul Castro is now doing. Let's face it, I don't think Cuba would necessarily be forced into this position if if Hugo Chavez was still alive, if his uh, oil largesse was Former still president in power. Venezuela. Exactly. Without that uh, strength of Venezuela's oil wealth uh, backing up this project, I think that has pushed things forward uh, a lot more quickly. It was also time, I think, from the Cubans' point of view, time to sort of...